himself and gain interest in our fellows. You can't lose interest. You can lose interest in what your interest has been going to. But interest is not lost. Yeah? So when you lose interest in self, you don't lose any interest. This, the interest that you've been losing by investing in self gets invested in something else, let's say called living. Maybe. Yeah. So that interest that's not producing any results in a sense, it's producing a result, very low yield and low return, but a lot of heaviness. That interest, if it's broken from constantly being invested in selfing, will go invest in something else, which maybe will be the awareness of the being that's happening now. Yeah. Instead of interested in what has never even been here, that only 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 resides in the mythical what's not happening in the future and the past. That same interest can make heaven or hell. Really, the interest is there. It can make heaven or hell. It matters what it's put in. So if your interest is constantly put into selfing, it can make hell easily. If the same interest is put into, let's say, in, in recovery, we say trusting something infinite. Let's say you put that interest in there, and trusting that infinite thing, then that will return, and maybe it'll translate into an ease and comfort now, in your own skin. It's not your skin, but in the skin. Yeah. What an incre- it's the same, inv- it's same interest. It's just where it's invested in. Really. What we call obsession with self is the exact same as abidance and truth. It's the exact same. Energy. The energy that's going into selfing is, creates the description or the experience of obsessing. The same energy or interest going into what you really are is called abidance, which is resting. It's the same energy. Same energy, like neutral energy. I put it into selfing, obsessing with selfing, it creates anxiety and all this baloney, all this activity that goes nowhere. That same energy, if turned over to something greater than self, the same exact energy, <laughs> delivered by your attention and interest, yeah, will, given into that, will produce an ease and comfort in your situations and your skin now. Same energy, exact same energy. It's like you and I are the meaning giver here. You're given the meaning of this place as heaven or hell. It doesn't even matter heaven or hell, but you're just giving meaning to things. And your meaning gets delivered by your attention and your interest. Yeah. So you know that your meaning is very has delivered a lot of value in something that you're excessively interested in. Yeah. And so as a meaning giver, what's the biggest meaning you could give anything? The biggest meaning, what is the biggest meaning you could give anything? The biggest meaning you could give anything is that it's you. And you've given it to this idea, this mental construct called selfing. You've given it the meaning that it's you. That's why all your interest is going there. First, you recognize, hey, this is me, and your interest quickly follows and attends to it all day. So everything you see during the day is directly rooted back to what you're most interested in, which is you. And if it is the self, that's called obsession with self, or self-centeredness, or seeing everything in life as how it pertains to you. That's called self-centeredness. 
that same interest that's producing or actually creating the the prison walls of selfing, that same interest and attention, when given over to something greater than self, is what causes you to be a free-range alcoholic now. You can roam freely. You have free, your freedom. Yes? It's the same energy. Exact same. It's what it's being given to. Because you're giving meaning to things all day. And the meanings you give to things draw your interest and attention. If you give this babe a lot of meaning, your interest and attention is going to go that way. If this other babe doesn't get much meaning, your interest won't go there. It's fucking that simple. So your interest has like a little homing device. Whatever is important, not just important, because it doesn't recognize value. It recognizes what value you've given things. So if you give in selfing the biggest value of all, which is that it's you, you cannot give anything more. But giving the value of something as God isn't as much as value as if it's you. Because you are more important than God here. You're the one that thinks it wants to know God and not know God. So obviously in that little relationship, you're the big enchilada. So you and this idea of being this long-lasting, independent, separate entity has been given the biggest meaning of all. And because it's been given that meaning, it draws our attention and interest. And then from there, from this meaning giver, we distribute meaning to what it believes is important. And it's going to bring it an advantage. So you can be totally unconscious of what's happening here. But you're totally, totally, totally hyper-vigilant about what you think it's happening to. You can be totally unconscious about what's happening here, but you'll be incredibly hyper-aware of what, it's, what you believe it's happening to. And it's going to make up tons of stories about what's happening to this. <laughs> That's what it does. What's happening becomes what's not happening to this. It uses the basis of what's happening, which is conscious contact, to make another world for itself, which is what's not happening, because it appears to be real in what's not happening. It does not appear to be real in this moment. In this present moment, it is the biggest threat to self-centeredness. The whole system of self-centeredness is threatened because its whole center is the weak link. There is no self. It's just a fabrication. And that can be very easily sensed in this moment. And you do many, many times during the day. But it has an ability to override that and immediately get into a story about, oh, I felt really free for a second there. Yeah? So by claiming the freedom that was dis displayed in your life, it claims and says, I felt really free, and then it goes on its merry way being Paul again. Yeah, it's so incredible. It's, it can take a major hit, self-centeredness. I mean, something that would rock. If you had, like, an apparatus and you shook it, it would probably not make coffee. Or, the, or if you put too much weight in the lawn, in the dryer, it throws it off and wash it. But this thing can take a heavy-duty hit. Yeah? You can have a miracle, and it will just override it by going, Oh, that happened to me. <laughs> or did I have something to do with this miracle? It will claim it. Immediately it will neuter what the miracle was revealing. So obviously, yeah, there is no me happening. And definitely, if there's no me happening, there's no me, there's nothing happening to the me. So, the biggest thing you can give anything, the meaning of all things in life, is that it's you. 
most of us have crowned self-centeredness, a mental construct, as as the apex of us. This is what life is about. It's about me. But it isn't at all. Life is just happening. But in self-centeredness, life is happening to me. That's what it is. So all day, the interpretation and my interest and all the meaning giving that I do all day, I'm an apparatus, that's what you do, you do meaning to things, is being directed from the big honcho, self-centeredness, yes? Because you're identified with the center of that system called self. You've given it the biggest meaning of all time. Hey, this is me. And now this me will distribute meanings as it sees fit to what it seems important. So the most non the stupidest little inane thing it can obsess over for years. It can make up something that never happened as the biggest turning point in your life. <laughs> when that person dissed me at that party, that ruined my whole... That person wasn't even at the party, probably. This thing can make up events that never occurred. And it's very difficult to get away from its effects in its field of consequences. If the consequences have seemed to, if the consequences are appearing real on the consequential level, you're pretty much sunk in a way. You're going to have to get as much relief as you can in that level. You know, in other words, the best you can do is maybe have a lot of handkerchiefs so when the shit hits the fan, you can clean it faster. You know, and then you may be called a success in that hallway of shit and fan, but basically, come on, is that success? That you constantly, you, you realize the shit hit the fan after it hits you in the face? That's a pretty slow time, bro. <laughs> you know, you want to sort of, let's get into the blueprint room. Let's see, let's see what aligns shit with the fan and what turns the fan on so I can be relieved of having the need, the need for a handkerchief because I don't have any shit hitting me in the face. And that to me is a solution worth being called a solution. Like in recovery, that the problem will not exist for you. That's a solution that is worthy of the name solution. That the solution caused the problem net to seem like it doesn't exist for you. That's a damn good solution. That's what I'm talking about, for instance. So instead of trying to deal with the effects of this system, we're attempting to look at the center of it and see what's holding me in that gravitational pull is the mind is identified as that. That idea of being a body an action figure here. Something that was born is going to die and has tons of reasons to be worried about what's going to happen to it because it's vulnerable and nothing can be controlled out here and it's just a crapshoot and anything can happen to me. And so it gives it total permission to speculate what could possibly happen to Paul in the future. What's keeping that engine going and just refueling it? It's like a plane that never lands because you just refuel it. Just keep pumping your interest and attention into it all day. I believe it's because we're identified as the idea of being a self. And if you question that, and you entertain you possibly may not be that, what will happen is you will lose interest in it. And when you lose interest in it, you will see that you will your obsessing with selfing will diminish. Just like in recovery says, you'll lose interest in yourself and gain interest in others. That's all that happens, is the interest gets removed. We say in recovery, they say, after having a spiritual event, a spiritual awakening, or a psychic shift, that's what happens. The psychic shift 
demonstrates to see light from another place than self, and as soon as that is entertained as a possibility, then the interest and the attention that's been going in the black hole self gets withdrawn and now is given into that point of view. And now that starts giving life a meaning. And you are also an object of life that the head gives meaning to. And so then you start getting a new meaning laid on you. Yeah? Because instead of now being hooked up to that one shoot of shit, so to speak, self-centeredness, you've switched and now there's something else that's downloading through you. And your interest and attention can be used by that to deliver its meaning to things. Instead of constantly being addicted to the old meanings that this interest and attention is addicted to. The selfing is just rehashing every freaking thing. One fairy princess is just like the eight other fairy princesses. The one job that's going to make me arrive in life is just like all the other jobs that are going to make me arrive in life. The one wave that I catch is all just like all the other waves that were supposed to put me over the top. It's always the same regurgitation. You're re-feeling, you're rethinking, you're reacting. The same, honestly, honestly, on. It's not even life. It's just a total interpretation. You could have just stayed in bed for the last 20 years and just pushed a button and just get the script. And you would have been, you would have had a pretty good take on what happened. The same old, same old. <laughs> Change different names, maybe clothing, geographical locations, but the exact same. Same, same. Yeah? But that interest and attention that's refueling that and reforcing that gets released from it, where does it go? You don't lose interest. You just lose interest in the object that the interest was attached to. You don't lose interest. Interest and attention is like a currency, and you have tons of it. Tons of it. It's ready to be spent, or it's ready to be saved, which would be resting or abiding in the truth. And it's ready to be spent. Yeah? But in this currency, it's circular. You have it by giving it away. Yes? It's not the currency of attention and interest of self-centeredness, which is privatizing, getting, acquiring, keeping, keeping you from it, not sharing it, owning it, maybe causing, if you want it, you've got to pay for it, like that. This is all selfing. This other way is a totally different way of living. And we're saying, the reason why we may be seemingly stuck in this system of self-centeredness is because of the identification with its center. Obviously, taking yourself to be this. Taking every day when you think about the past, how do you view yourself in the past? As a body. When you're thinking about how what's going to happen to me in the future, you're thinking... That thought is encapsulated in an image of a body being you. If the spirit was recognized, you wouldn't. There would be no value. You would see the ridiculousness of thinking about the future, how you're going to be, because <laughs> you can't have an image of spirit to project in a future. The spirit is so rooted right here and now because there's no past and future in it. If that was being, if your attention and interest was in there, you would lose interest in the future and the past. Lose interest. Your interest would be taken from there and invested somewhere else. It's, it's almost, it has nothing to do with you. You don't take it from there and invest it. All you see is tell the truth, I'm not that. That interest and attention gets freed and it goes somewhere else. What I found is it goes back to its source, yes? 
which is like an infinite reservoir, and then during the day, something directs where your attention goes and where your interest lies. It's as simple as that. And then you get, as this, you are the expression of that reinvestment. That's all you are. You're the living expression of the reinvestment of life, reinvesting attention and, and interest through the apparatus that gives meaning and it can entertain things. That's what happens. You've had the same old, same old for a while, haven't you? Are you still holding out that somehow it's, you're going to be special? <laughs> somehow it gives you incessant hope because you can't deliver the goods. Why does your head rationalize so much and excuse and blame people so much? Because how else is it going to cover up that delivery hasn't happened? What you expected to have because you did this or got that doesn't translate into happiness, joy, and freedom. So the mind just goes into excuses and rationale and blaming and blaming you because if you would have done it right, you would have got it. All those other people at the retreat got it. No, they didn't. They're signing up for the next three-month retreat. They're in the same fucking loop you're in. Seeking, 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 more, more, more. Somehow, they'll finally flip me over, I'll arrive. You ain't arriving anywhere. The self isn't transcending self. It is an impossibility. Self can't transcend self. Why are you practicing a a spiritual program as a self? It's not going to transcend self. Maybe you'll be able to enjoy a barbecue, or go to school and not get kicked out, or... Maybe have a relationship more than a month. That's nice. But still, it's not freedom. Yeah? Freedom from the effects of a system is not freedom. Yeah? Freedom from the effects of the system is not freedom. That's a conditional freedom. So after you get beat for a while and it stops, you'll probably feel better. Yeah? But in fact, the beating. <laughs> I don't want to have to go through a beating to feel better when it stops. Let's have a new freedom and a new outlook and a new attitude and a new happiness, like it says in recovery. New freedom, new happiness. Not a freedom of this place, nor a happiness of this place. They'll come and go like they always do. And you'll be there to entertain them because you'll be awake and present. But the real freedom and happiness will be as you travel. Not what you travel to or get from, but as you travel. That's the new freedom and the happiness. And the new attitude and outlook is the form of traveling that you'll be in. The attitude and outlook that now will be moving in your traveling will be lighter. The lens aperture will be taking off that fixated object of you and open up. And you're thinking you're taking all this about you in, but also, this is also causing how much light's coming through. Well, you're obsessing over self, there's not much coming back from that, right? But this is also causing you to forget how much light there is. So when it's taken off of that, it can open up, and then it illuminates light. It illuminates light, and then you see. The trouble is, we don't have enough light. We don't know what's... We're not... We can't see what's happening, so we have to speculate. So we go back into memory, and we live past speculations, passed on to us by other insane characters, and then ourselves. And then we wonder why things aren't working out well. It's like, fuck, I can't find the bathroom. And then you go to someone, were you here once when the light was on? Yes. Do you know where the bathroom is? Let me remember. I think if you turn left, and then go, I don't know, I could be wrong. That's what we're doing with books. 
We're reading books trying to get a past remembrance of where the bathroom is. Because we can't see. We're not even our own authorities anymore. We can't feel it. We can't know it. Now, God, when you have that unspoken yes, you'll question it. Your head will question it. Of course, that's what his job is, because this is a huge threat. But we're always aligned with this. Instead of just going with the unspoken yes, that's the instant commitment. So if you're, let's see, a program of recovery, it ain't based on feeling. The unspoken yes is a commitment. It's an unspoken yes. That's that. It's not based on feelings or how you thought yesterday or today. Something has acknowledged something. Yes? And it is sure of it. Bing! That's a commitment. The head will go, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I thought I gave it over last week, but I took it back. Or I felt surrender five weeks ago, but now I'm holding on. This is all baloney. If you're wasting one second trying to convince the unconvincible, because this is unconvincible, you cannot convince the head. It's a waste of fucking time. You can pull your giant re- you know, resume of spirituality or recovery, and it doesn't give a damn how many years you have. You still won't be surrendered. If you're waiting for this to surrender, you're going to be waiting a long time. You're still faint like it's surrendering. I was almost letting go, no, and grabbing. It's it's never, never. Because it believes in option. It believes it can surrender and not surrender. Surrender isn't a belief that you can surrender and not surrender. Surrender is recognition of a fact. That's what it is. You recognize a fact, and it's a done deal. Now, how you travel with that, some days may be a little heavier or lighter, but that fact, the basis is done. You're surrendered. It's finito. You recognize something, you don't need another ass kicking, you don't need another this, you don't need another book, you don't need another that. You're just clear on it, alright, let's get on with it. Yeah? So that commitment, yes, commitment. Mind options. It always thinks that I can surrender, and I can unsurrender. I really got it last week at that meeting, but today I'm not getting it. You don't let your life be based on that. Because, first of all, when it says it gets it, it's shaky ground. And when it says it doesn't get it, it's shaky ground. They're both shaky ground. It makes this sense that it's solid just to make it unsolid. It fucks with you, totally. What it does really fuck with you is it destroys your sense of faith in yourself. Not in self, but in you. It destroys it because it keeps back and forth. You really thought you were sincere, now you seem to be fucked up. You really said you weren't going to do that, then you do it. And it's just shattered that self-assurance, or the assurance of life, yeah? So you won't trust your gut anymore. So you have to rely on it, and it's further, further screws you, totally. This is about reclaiming that sense of authority, in a way. You know something, yeah? That's it. I know something. Like, for me, when this was entertained, this idea, it was the last answer, until this day. It was just a done deal. I heard it, that was that. And I haven't had any new downloads. Now, my head may have thought of, well, let's, do, let's improve this. Let's sprinkle some meditation on this. Let's go to this retreat, which is fine and dandy. But the idea of doing anything to get anything? No, 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 no. No. Because all that stinks of self-centeredness. Yeah? And if you are practicing anything in the form of self-centeredness, it's nuded what that practice could probably bring about. It can't bring about anything, maybe just a revelation you are already so, but it will neuter it. I've noticed, I've seen it in my life, and I've watched a lot of other 
quote-unquote spiritual seekers. Yeah? Self-centeredness is major modality is claiming whatever actions are happening through your apparatus as yours. And the most important meaning will be given to the you that's meditating, not the meditation. The most important meaning that will be given in that event called the meditation will be to the you that thinks it's meditating, not to the meditation. Your interest and your attention will not be in the meditation. It will be on what's meditating. Because it believes it's you. Yeah? So it cannot give itself to anything here because it's already given itself to self. The attention and interest cannot fully give itself to anything or any, any body, anything here. It cannot completely give itself because it's already beholden to self. It's already been given to self. You believe it's you. So your attention and your interest is glued to this, is bonded to this. It may give some here and there just to reinforce this. That's what it does. This is like in recovery, it says you're going to abandon yourself to this power. You're going to just do. Abandoning it is that, is when you realize that meaning that has been given to that is not so, and that gets retracted, then life will be given a new meaning. What you felt was dry and boring, like a normal everyday moment, may be the joy of all joys, because there'll be interest and attention there, which wasn't there to see what was actually happening. Because it was, it was there to see what was happening too. Yeah? If your interest and attention and perceptions are constantly scanning whatever's going on to see how it is happening to you, then you're missing what's happening. And of course, when you're missing what's happening, you're going to be, there's going to be a dissatisfaction and an unhappiness, yes? And who are we going to go to? The Greek oracle in the head. And then selfie's going to tell us what to do to get what we're missing. When it's only its presence, its seeming presence, that's causing the absence of what we want. It's only the seeming presence of selfie that's causing the absence is now giving you a solution to it. Do this, jump through there, go there, find this, get that, do this. But when it was, it, when that selfing is absent, which is you're not identified anymore as that, then you'll sense the presence of its absence, which is what you, I truly believe, have been looking for. You've been looking for the presence of the absence of self, and that will not be entertained if your interest and attention is absorbed in selfing. And if you're identified as it, you have no say in the matter. Your interest and attention primarily will be absorbed in self <laughs> It can't help itself. It's not part of your free will and choice. You don't have it. It's going to go to whatever you believe you are. That's where it goes. It's like a homing device. And you're not going to get it off that trail. It's like a hundred people, it can, the bloodhounds can run by a hundred people, but they have the scent of only that one person. That's the only place they're going. So, if, you're, if that identification of self is synced in, you'll be able to diagnose it by your interest and attention constantly going there called self-reflection or self-obsession. And it's not going to break that homing device. You can use any trick you've got. You may get a momentary break, but it's always going to bend back. It's always going to be self-looping, self-importance. Until, I felt, when you realize you're not that, then it's free. Yes? Then the attention and interest can go places. And no places. Yeah?
And that's to me, it's the exact same. Obsession with self is the same as abidance in truth. Exact same. Exact same energy. Just a different result here. So we have the information. To me, that's all I needed. You have an incredible ability to entertain. Look at us. We're entertaining what's not happening most of the time. And actually allowing it to override what's happening. That's a pretty big miracle, if you look at it. That you can sit here in a room, and everything is fine, and then the experience that's available is, is to have a, a physical and a nervous and a mental relaxation. Yeah? And you'll be in what's not happening, let's say, next, next Friday. And next Friday you're getting fired. Or your boyfriend or girlfriend sleeping with your best friend. And that will actually manifest into physiological effects now. You don't tell me that's not a miracle? That you can do that? That your apparatus can override what's happening with what's not happening every second of the day, mostly. You've been a miracle worker since you were about six or seven. This is the miracle. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> this is the sum of all your miracles. Here you go. Totally fucked up. <laughs> the miracle worker needs to be healed. That's all. It's the ability to entertain hopefully can be put into the right focus. Yeah? Taken away from this insane little God-playing, self-centered mental system and given over to something that's trusting and reliable. And let's see what it does with your interest and attention. Maybe you'll be able to attend to someone who really needs some interest. Who knows? Whatever old ideas you had, the living of this will erase them, of you, because you will not be appearing to be the way you were. It's just not the case. You will be surprised. If you hold on to old ideas about you, you'll be surprised after wazoo every day, because you won't be doing what you used to do usually. Your interest will go somewhere else. The meaning, the obsession will diminish. You'll be available. And you'll be present, which you are, and you'll be of service. Against your will. Against self-will, you're going to be of service. You're going to be used because you're available. How could you not be? And you're present. That's the joy of living. Just go into that one point. You can go the other way too. Just express what conscious contact is. But I find it's easier for most of the people I know to just question that solid rootness of being a self. Because then that interest and attention that's been given over to this idea will go back to conscious contact. You will notice conscious contact. You will notice that there is just seeing when seeing and hearing when hearing and feeling when feeling and tasting when tasting and touching when touching. There won't be much of a an add-on interpretation. You'll notice it because you'll, your interest and attention will be freed up from selfing to notice it. Yeah? But to try to notice it as a self, I find is totally ridiculous. Because the, the block to all evidence is already in place. Because what's going to claim the evidence of conscious contact is the self that's not conscious contact. <laughs> so now you're going to think you're running around in conscious contact. <laughs> it's just going to create more problems. So we're just trying to go the other way. Question the, the root of selfing, which is identification as, you know, obviously the body. And the constant reliance and referral back to the body. The idea that 
the biggest meaning that this apparatus, this what you are here, can give is that something is you, which is what we've given to self and we have called it us. I mean, fuck, wow, you can't give a bigger meaning than that. And therefore, it's now running the show. This system of thought and interpretation is now distributing all the meaning that can be given to us. And look what it's doing with it. Fuck. You really want to have another Saturday just like all the other Saturdays that you think you've had? Well, that's what's on offer. It's like going to the same restaurant, the same menu, and they never have what you want on it. <laughs> Can I get eggs? No, there's no eggs here. Can I feel some joy? No. Go back to school. Have another kid. Get divorced or get married. Then you'll feel joy. No. What about now? No, no, no. There's no joy here. Joy is there. And you get there by doing and having. That's what of the self. Yes. What else is the doer and haver in your life? Who is the personal doer of your life? Self. And it's self that's going to bring you the joy. By doing and having. And then self is going to become the joyous person. The joy can be totally sloughed off because the person is its drive. The identification as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity is its drive. That's what it wants to be reflected. It can't see the reflection now, so it creates an illusion of doing and having to arrive somewhere. And who's the personal doer? You! And unfortunately, along the way, what do you pick up? A lot of joy and happiness? Usually no. Guilt and shame for what you've omitted and done that you didn't think you should have done. <laughs> so that you get the exact opposite effect. You think you're going, doing and having the joyous happiness freedom, but you're actually acquiring guilt and shame along the way. By the time you get to the arrival date, you're so <laughs> overloaded with tons of baggage, you can't even get the new package. <laughs> it wasn't there to begin with, anyway. It's just a simple solution. Yeah. The simple solution is there is really no problem. There was never a self to begin with. Literally. It's just a, it's a verbing of mind that can be startled into submission. And you've had many moments that during the day it's startled. It's just having, if your attention and interest is freed up, your attention and interest will highlight that more than everything else gets highlighted by self. You'll remember those moments of pause. And they'll have a, pause is not of time, yeah? It can have an impact worth 50 years of doing and having in that one pause. If allowed, if conveyed by your interest and attention, if your interest and attention can actually catch it, that infinite moment can change your life. And no one will even notice anything happen. Just a pause. Yes, it can erase 40 years of baloney like that. That's what's available. And many times during the day it's happening, but the head re-ups and goes, I did something. I had this pause. Then it's, now it doesn't, the goods don't get delivered. Yes, they get subverted into reinforcing the idea of being a self. That's what happens. So your interest and attention, which is actually an incredible freeing aspect of you, gets, is what's used to imprison you seemingly. It's amazing. Isn't it imprisoning you at night when you want to go to sleep and all you're aware of the thoughts about self all day? Going over what it did or didn't do or should have done or could have happened and like that. Selfing, 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 selfing. You have to take pills to get some relief from it. It's insane. So why? Because you weren't even living during the day. So you've got to go over it at night. You miss every moment 
really, in self-centeredness. You actually, you mean you miss every moment, and the next moment is spent trying to go over what happened, what we missed. Yeah? Because to cover up what, that we missed it, the mind interprets it as something. So it takes the next moment to interpret the prior moment. So you miss the first moment, and then the next moment is filled with an interpretation, and you just live on this conveyor belt of not, never actually basically being here at any moment in time. <laughs> Always listening to the review of the past moment, which you missed. <laughs> and then along the way, of course, you ache and lack and crave and need and desire, because all those are like echoes of the one real complaint, which is you've forgotten what you are. All of them are just ways, mental ways, mental crippled ways of trying to get what it already is. But it can't entertain it already is because it's busily entertaining what it isn't. So it has to try to look for replicas or something that will replace what it is. And, and so then what it isn't has to do and have it. We have to do and have and get things that replace or symbolize or mean what we think what we are means and try to get them for what we're not. And obviously the translation doesn't usually work. There's a deep underlying unhappiness in most people because we forget, we've forgotten who we are. And it's not something that, and it was never an event, it's a, da- it's a verbing, it's happening every moment. It's a possibility. Where's your interest and attention? And what's distributing your interest and attention? Is it selfing or is it let's say you want to call it the spirit. And you'll know the tree by the fruits. You will know that if selfing is distributing your attention and meaning, you will know it by the fruits. Anxiety, regrets, having to minimize things, having to disassociate from resentments because you're afraid to deal, say the truth about them, all this baloney. And you know what? Your processor will be so backed up, you become a storage unit. Your body becomes home to illness and disease and shit like that because you haven't been able to process. Or, something else can give meaning to life through you because it's going to use this doorway, either one, selfing or the higher power, if you want to call it that. Or, and this thing can entertain unbelievable possibilities, not based under the small ceiling of self-centeredness. There are a lot more possibilities that are available here. Self-centeredness, we've been through every possibility it has to offer. They're all forms of somehow being special. We've already been through every one of them. They've failed us miserably, but we can't seem to go anywhere other than self-centeredness, so we keep going over the same old thing, hoping this time it works, don't we? How much hope have you put into a horse that never finishes the race, yet we keep betting on the same horse? They just put a different number on it, and we think it's a different horse. It's the same fucking horse. This is about T. Entertaining, you're not that. Your interest and meaning will be free from it. And now you'll start responding to a different meaning for life. And your interest will be just deposited and invested in different places. And you're just an expression of that. This apparatus is just a fucking expression of that commerce, really. What meaning is being given and the interest that's going where it's going. And you don't want to have any, hopefully you don't want to have any more of that being distributed by selfing. You've had a lot of time under that that deal. I mean, it's, has it been that satisfying for you? Probably not. Let's switch over. 
break the contract, it's all based on the one fine line, I am that. When you realize I'm not that, the contract's broken. Your attention and, and ability to entertain is freed and given to something other than that. And then you get to see what happens. Yeah. Well, to me, the, the effects is traveling light on you. That's what happens to me. And you know the tree by the fruit, man. And you know it's a damn good tree because the fruit. Not that you read about past fruit, so you have faith that maybe one day a future fruit. No, it's not like that. This is downloading true relief. Now, not promised relief if you do a lot of stuff, but true relief now. Yeah, nothing put off, nothing now, the possibility now. Yeah. Instant delivery. You can entertain, <coughs> but not to a self. There's never an instant delivery to self. Never. It always has to be put in time because that's where self abides, is in time. This delivery is now. So, all you need is your interest and, and attention free from selfing, and you would be interested in this and you would attend to it. Because it wouldn't be a you that decides thinks it has an option not to be interested in it. There will be a natural gravitational pull to be interested in conscious contact and to attend to what? The moment, the presence of this moment. It's, it won't be you. Oh, I've taken my attention and interest from that and put it no, no fucking way. It's just, I'm not that. It gets freed and your attention and interest goes somewhere else. Yeah. And where your interest and attention is, that where you are. <laughs> and you is a verb. It's all the attention and interest. So. <laughs> I missed the meeting yet, you know, it's incredible. 18 years ago. It works, repetition. Yeah, see, you get it, yeah. The mind knows this. The mind knows this. It's having difficulty trying to know it as a self. That's it, because the mind, when it's collared with this idea of being a self, the self defeats its curiosity. The self causes a conflict. The mind re resonates with mind. The mind gets a sense of the spaciousness and the freedom of it. But the self-centered system clamps down and says, no, and it provokes fear out of the entertaining of it. So you're afraid you're going to lose something by entertaining this. So it creates a very, very primal conflict where there isn't any. That's what self-centeredness does. Yeah? So, like for me, when I usually go away and I deliver this talk, people love me the first day. But like two or three days later, after they've thought about it, they're looking for me. Hey, they want to come and argue with me and debate me. Hey, what's no, It's all self-centered. It's self and just trying to claim and protect this little turf. It's claimed your life. It has a life of its own called yours. <laughs> and, it's, and it's definitely vindictive and jealous like the old god of the Testament, Old Testament. It's vindictive, jealous, and nasty. If you thought it'll smoke you very easily. Don't put another God before me. I'm a jealous God. Oh, it sounds just like selfie to me. Yeah? So this is the thing. You get you feel something, but when the self says, Oh now I'm the poncho, I'm gonna think about this. Yeah? So all of its little parasitical feelers go over the truth. Go and make it into something else. It's not for me. He's not married. He doesn't have kids. He, 
But he likes to surf, he doesn't ski. Something, something has to exclude me from this invitation because it's unbearable that I'm not taking it. Talk about the, the biggest guilt of all to the self is the self's take responsibility of being the cause of separation here. It's as guilty as fucking hell. It has such amount of guilt and shame in it, the idea of being a self. It is unbearable. Everything else is gravy to that. It will have tons of misery if it can avoid that fear that it's the cause of this fucking place. Because this place is unbearable, literally. And what's who? I remember when my father died when I was young. I'm not, I was young, we were playing, he used to play with me and everything. And when I was about six years old, he got really sick. And I'm sure my family, and he died when I was nine, I'm sure my family took me aside and tried to explain to me that the reason why my father wasn't playing with me anymore is because he was sick. And I could have heard great talks about why it wasn't about me, but in my self-centeredness, I had something to do with my father not playing with me. There was no convincing me otherwise. I mean, it was not even in this level of thought. It was in my, you know, deeper. That I, I must have done something to cause him not want to play with me anymore. That's called self-centeredness. Self-centeredness. So can you imagine if you're sitting here and to believe in a self, you have to believe in separation and being a body in this and that. And somehow or another, you feel you're the cause of this place. All the unhappiness in your life, you know how you blame the self, but deep down it does believe it's the cause of it. Because separation is based on it, and it believes it has something to do with separation. I had it with a guru when I was younger. I didn't like the guy. I wanted to leave. It was a good meditation, but I didn't like him. But when I thought about it, he was the Lord of the universe, or so his, his followers said. And then, I want to leave him. What does that make me? What does it make me, who wants to leave the Lord of the universe? Pretty fucking bad. <laughs> he caused a great conflict in me for years. I mean, he's the Lord of the universe, and I want to split? Wow! <laughs> Exactly. So, can you imagine if you believe that you're the maker and doer of all this, and you're seeing this this place of separation, and you think you did it? You're not gonna. Do <laughs> you think you have guilt and shame about cutting that guy off on the highway this morning? I <laughs> talk about that. That's just a way of trying to steam off the top of this huge vat of guilt and shame called separation. Yeah. Oh man, everything else is just a dance trying to avoid that. Watch it. You're in the course. Watch it. Check it out. But some people, we talked about it last week, with the guy having his misery, but misery to him was a relief for the self. Because it relieves the self of dealing with the unbearability of its non-existence. So now it acts out and gets crazy, and it can get so obsessed with that, it forgets that, and that's its, that's its agenda. Anything to forget this. So let's get busy. If misery works, let's go into misery. It doesn't matter. It doesn't want to see its non-existence, its irrelevance. Yeah. And it sees that irrelevance demonstrated every moment of conscious contact, every freaking moment. Selfing is constantly working hard to avoid the inevitable of its own non-existence. It must be exhausted. Yeah. Can I ask a yeah. question? <coughs> um, I'm, you know, the guy from last week is a learning tool here. Um, you said earlier about you know, the levels. Is it possible that he's not ready for this kind of thought and, and 
it's, I mean, he's got to be on that level. Just don't go to the fucking tenderloin and get a sponsor and, and believe in the beer. Well, he doesn't have to do that. No, I know, but, you know, on, yeah, I know. you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, that's what just, I know what you're saying. It's like I was at this retreat in Toronto, and the people were talking, and they had read a lot of books and seen a lot of great teachers. But, you know, after listening to one of these guys, I said, why don't you just go to a soup kitchen and serve some food to people you don't know? I think it would be a lot better than coming back for the afternoon talk. Really, that was just my hit. You know? So he had no idea, and he was very, in a confusing thing, he was just, for me, his sense was that he was just afraid. He was unsure of what was going to happen. Instead, he had to get into this philosophy that there's nothing happening to anyone in this and that. Just, hey, you're afraid? You're, obviously, because you're not, admit there's a, there's a fear and, and uncomfortability. Go help someone else. It gets you right out of it. The reading the 500 pages of the philosophy, I don't think will work then. Yeah, just go. So it's nice to know what you need to do when you need to do it. There's no self, so it doesn't matter. If, oh, I dropped down to a level I thought I was over. Who would say that? Who thinks it's in a level? The space of all levels thinks it's in a level? Give me a break. There are no levels. So wherever you are, like some, if my car breaks down, I find a master of mechanics. <laughs> some, some lady came to me the other night. Do you feel anything? Yeah, I feel tons of things. You like movies? Yeah, I like horror movies. <laughs> Do you watch sports? Yeah, I'm a Yankee fan. What? Yeah. <laughs> what town do you hate the most? Baldwin. <laughs> These things happen, yeah? It's not the story. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, Any other questions? I will pass the basket. Yeah, so. I don't know. Could be. Success isn't the problem, it's what meaning is given to Success is great if you can enjoy it. Then it can be a drag if you want to use it to fuck with yourself. It's not you. Yeah. It's great truth in what you say that what's not happening could affect me now as if it is happening. Yeah. Isn't that the skill of the great stage actor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's called selfie. Right. And you demonstrate that and you believe it's happening because you can play that. That's right. It's not there. Unfortunately, it's happening to you. Yeah. You're not watching. I'm an actor. Yes. You're the one who gets the scene cancer, you find. Right. Yeah. Oh, let me test it. something to have. Yeah. <laughs> so, the thing is, you, uh, me and Jimanti can follow that. No, that's been canceled, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> going through a whole revamp. First it was Chemansky and me, now it's just me. Both you out. It's turned into a different show now. Those two. He got dropped. He was dropped before the first show. We carried him for a while, but we had to drop him there. He was with Robert Downey Jr. He's finished. Everyone loves a comeback story. Now it's the show, The Absence of Paul. We watched that whole thing. It's boring, I know.